Welcome to the Sala Podcast. At the end of 2020, I caught up with Louise Flaherty, who is a South Australian visual artist, and Jane Mant, who teaches visual art at Lobethal Primary School. They were both involved in the first iteration of the school's Artists-in-Residence program, which was presented in 2020 in partnership between Sala Festival and Credit Union SA. Louise worked with Jane's students in the wake of the December 2019 Adelaide Hills bushfires, reconnecting the students to their local landscapes through drawing. Hi, Jane and Louise. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. We're in the cottage at Fabric in the Adelaide Hills, which was the former woolen mill. So a lot of history there. And before we get started, I just want to acknowledge that this is on the traditional lands of the Paramank and the Ghana people and that we respect their connection to country. All right, Louise, can we start with you? Would you be able to tell us a bit about you and your arts practice? Yes. Um, what inspires me to make work is the natural environment around me. And what really drives me is I'm interested in native vegetation that was in where we live and what it would have looked like before um, settlement, I suppose. And I get quite sad, you know, when you go around the suburbs and you look around and you see that a lot of that vegetation doesn't exist. A lot of it does. And a lot of those plants still grow in places, but so much of it is lost in suburban landscape. And I get quite inspired to research what those plants were in specific areas. So it's quite different depending on where you live in Adelaide and around Adelaide. So I get quite obsessive of trying to research, find out what those plants were. Um, so that, that's, I mean, that's what inspires me in my practice is I, I make work and then I like to work with community to also facilitate other people to make work to be it to be a wider, a wider thing. Cool. Uh, and you have, you've had a few community projects, you know, you've been like artists in residence at a hospital and a few different things. So you've had a few different iterations of community projects as well. So are they, is there one common thread in all of that? Or um, I mean, the common thread is just to, and I'm constantly learning, I'm no expert, but I, I hope that my work is accessible and accessible not to children, but it's accessible to, you know, children and adults and people of all ages and people of all abilities. I'm always learning. Like I think I've like, oh, yeah, I've got it. And then I'll have a workshop and they go, oh, no, no, I need to adapt. And it's just, yeah, about constantly adapting. Um, I used to also work in the Northern Territory working at a regional arts organisation and that wasn't so much being an artist um, facilitating community projects. It was more about bringing in artists and facilitating it that way. So that was a very different way of working. But I feel like that experience has also helped me do what I'm doing now, if that makes sense. But it's been a slow evolution over over time. Bringing it back to the school's artist in residence program that was presented for the first time this year as a partnership between Sala Festival and Credit Union SA. Louise was paired with the Lobethal Primary School students. Uh, and Jane, this, this is where you call home. 
Can you remember what drew you to apply for that position in the program on behalf of your students? Yeah, so it was, we came back to school just after the bushfires. I think we four or five weeks post bushfires and I was looking for a way to, I, I think the art is a really healing thing for the kids to do and it's it sort of engages them and involves them and um, and I had this idea of sort of, connecting with recovery and regrowth through the year and and as a staff we had talked about that as well how can we plot the changes and how things have improved Um, and we thought the art would be a really good way to do that and then when Louise was assigned to us I guess it just was the perfect fit because our school has a very very deep relationship with Bushland Park which is just out of Lobethal they, the kids go to bush kindy when they're at the kindergarten and then they go to bush school as junior primary students. And I've also led artist retreats up there. So something that could relate to nature and take the children and get them to think about the natural world was just so perfect for us um, and working with Louise. And her priorities just fitted really well with what I was sort of hoping for the children. Yeah. That's really serendipitous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know who is best to answer this. Can someone tell me a bit about how the residency worked and what kind of format that it took? So it took a while to get it, off the ground. It did take a while and it kept changing yeah. because things kept changing. Yeah. yeah. So we were emailing back and forth a lot over that initial COVID time mm. because the original plan was for you to come – at the end of first term, is that right? I think or so. Early in yeah, second term. Yeah, because that was term. before before lockdown, yeah. and then it cha- it changed really quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we were emailing and trying to set some times, but we everything was so up in the air. And then we had a Zoom meeting, didn't we? Mm. So you and I had met virtually, mm. and we started to plan some things. And then when things settled down in term two, we knew that you could come into school. Because um, there was at one point where times. we were wondering whether we'd have to do, we'd it, do it online, online. That's and right. that was then thinking of oh, yeah. how would you do this, and yeah, and, and then that changed really. Quickly. You already had some good resources. You had those little videos of you drawing, yeah, and I showed that to the children before Louise came. I kind of gave them the setup and got them to look at her work and. You did a little intro video I did. for us, yeah, didn't a little you? little dodgy yeah. talk. <laughs> so we we were wondering whether we could make it work as an online learning and online experience, and then perhaps send you the work or, um, and mm. then but we didn't have we to. Could, we no. could do it. So I think so. It we just had to be so flexible, didn't we? But the kids once once Louise came to the school and just got them drawing, and. As much as I talk about Bushland Park, we couldn't go there because it was closed. Early in the year it was closed because it was dangerous, but then we had decided not to do bush school at all because it was, you know, sooty and muddy and, you know, still lots of trees and stuff lying around. So it was our way of remembering really good times that they'd had up there and to we had some photocopies of those significant plants that Louise had researched and so we did everything within the classroom, mm. but it was memories of the place and yeah. it was relating to... And that really evolved from... 
because originally before I'd been to the school, I was try- thinking, oh, how will this relate to my work? And what I do is in the starting point, I'll go, oh, well, I'll research the plants from Lobethal and then came across Lobethal Bushland Park. And there was there's a friends group, I think, that listed plants of conservation significance. And I used that as a starting point. We're going to draw those. And I, went in, I remember going into the classroom and saying well, this is what we're going to do and then all of a sudden and I, and I said because I hadn't been to Bushland Park and I wasn't able to go so I started to get the children to tell me about it and tell me their stories and then at that point I went that's what we need to make work about we'll make the drawings of the plants that was the starting point but then the big thing was then them drawing their memories and yeah. special things from yeah. Bushland Park yeah. and in terms of the way that I work with them and the educational side of it, it was really good because you got that observational drawing, but then you got their imaginary drawing. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about one of our kids said, Oh, it's like fiction and non fiction. So the fiction is the made up drawing, but then they were looking at the non fiction. They had an image and they drew, some did such meticulous, oh, realistic yeah. work, didn't they? Yeah. Some were a little bit more interpretive. Yeah. <laughs> had their own interpretation but yeah and and having plants like Louise brought in a whole heap of plants and and we just drew those and that was a nice little warm-up yeah yeah that's right because we yeah. did some um drawing exercises as yeah. well to start yeah. with yeah so yeah. and they just engaged yeah. so well and the other thing was is I kept kind of my um restrictions that I have on my practice in terms of we all had sizes so it was the same size as I usually work with of paper and the kids they used both they used a white paper and they also used a black paper so that and we we didn't use color so it was just black and white and was black ink on white paper and then they did try some white ink on black paper as well yeah which was the other thing um, that I thought was lovely was for the students to see a real artist come in and talk to them about you know, life as an artist and how you'd got there, especially those older kids. Yeah, no, that was actually really fun. And I do remember one of the students asking me something about what's the most you've ever sold an artwork (laughs) for? And that was, I mean, it's just little things like that that sometimes do break the ice and make you, you know, have a giggle and then, and then also talk about the realities. Well, you know, I have sold a work for this much, but actually it took me this many hours to make and it yeah and this many years to get yeah, my practice yeah to and the I point do remember I actually also telling them how long it took me to do one drawing and they were all like flabbergasted that it took me hours yeah <laughs> yeah because I have some of them I only have for 45 minutes mm. and they 10 minutes in and it's like I'm done I'm mm. done <laughs> no well you know not quite yeah 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 Louise what was it like working with a community that had been through a loss I know that there was a lot of positive things that were being learned but you know at the heart of it that is still something that had happened what was that like for you coming into that oh it was interesting I mean and I'm an outsider and I hadn't been through what the kids had been through I mean I I mean I in those instances I always come into those scenarios of of being a listener and listening to what the kids have to say I mean they had some pretty big things to say and and that often came out when they were talking about Bushland Park and I remember that there was a difference sometimes between the younger kids who they would talk about it and the joy and then they would say oh it it you know it burnt down but then there were then there was lots of hope and they were talking about regrowth but I do remember some of the older kids 
it felt like they were heavier in um, in talking about it and that, that there was more negativity. And, of course, I mean, they might perhaps understand a bit yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, awareness was deeper, yeah. I think. But, I mean, I was there for such a brief brief moment in time yeah. as well. I mean, I don't... Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking of when you were there, the park was open again. Yes. And there was all that beautiful green growth coming yes. through. I went up there and took some photos. I think it was just after you yes. were there. Or, yeah. Um, so, and a lot of the families had visited because there's a little playground there. They have parties there and they go there with their mm. families and it's just a local place that they all love visiting. So I think by the time you came, they were already aware that things were improving. Mm. So mm. there was mm. already that little spark of hope there. Yes, yeah. 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 So good. that's a great uh, chronology then for that to work through some of those hard feelings but then have that little um, those new shoots and and have it be open again yeah. that's really great yeah and just a little side story we had our year seven graduation and as a symbol the teacher wanted a symbol of resilience and we were talking about the grass trees up there and how they are flowering much more prolifically mm because of the fires they needed mm. the fires and it's so then that led to this whole discussion about post-traumatic growth and you know all that stuff and I think our kids have having gone through something really hard like that they see that things can get better it makes them stronger I I think anyway mm. Mm. yeah and to have that outside objective person come in who hasn't you know you're not carrying that trauma but you're yeah. interested and you're open to hearing their stories yeah. and in that really gentle, warm way that you have, um, I think they responded really well to that. And those little stories that they were telling. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they were always really special because they, they would tell those stories not just for videoing them but just I remember them telling them to me and I was like, this is really special yeah. stuff that they're telling me and sharing. And Yeah, and so many of those stories came out of Bush School. Yes, yeah. yes, they were. Yeah. And often there were groups of friends that would all have a slight variation of the same <laughs> event, which was quite hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And and looking at some of the artworks, those stories you just can make see, me laugh. Yeah, yeah. You can link some of them. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. the, the kid yeah. that fell in the mud. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, falling out of trees. And, yeah. <laughs> and our kids are so lucky that they have that mm. opportunity to play so freely in nature and that whole nature play movement about letting kids be in nature and take those risks and not cotton wooling them. That's one of the joys of growing up in the hills and, you know, raising kids here and teaching kids here. So they're very lucky in a lot of ways, yeah. And is there anything that you overheard during classes that stood out? trying to think I think the kids really enjoyed that process process of loosening up the those initial mm-hmm. exercises that you did with them with just the mark making and mm-hmm. and I think before that I had prepared them by we were drawing with sticks and mm-hmm. using all these non-conventional tools and using ink that was that was a bit of a um, a novelty really wasn't it just doing something that's outside of the old pencils, textures and yeah. post paint. Yeah. yeah, using those techniques and using pen and nib and the 
more old old fashioned type um, tools and equipment. Um, so yeah, a lot of and then some of those stories were coming out with our year sevens when they had their graduation, talking about when they had they had a camp up at Bushland Park and went yabbing and you know they catch yabbies up there and climb trees and do all those fun hills kids things and we have uh, did I talk about the artist retreat that we have up there every second year we take a group of 20 students who are really keen artists and go up there for two days and just paint and draw and we've had uh we've worked with Woodside Primary Mylor Primary and a whole heap of hills schools and looking at the broader landscape because we weren't really looking at the landscape as much no, when we were looking. No. So sometimes we do um, really close-up images of plants or as so they look really, really closely and then look really, really broadly, getting kids to engage with the landscape in all those different ways and then exhibiting them. And I think having work exhibited in a real exhibition, I think for them is a bit of a thrill because it's acknowledging that they are artists and they're they're everyone's a real artist you know and I think especially those little ones they're so free and that's that's the joy of working with them isn't it because they freely express they're not you know they're not self-conscious and they're not putting themselves down and they just have that really joyful that was the beauty of the junior primary kids is they would just come in and draw not and you, I, it, it's weird that you, and you notice as soon as the kids get older, suddenly they, they stop and they think too much about it. Yeah. And I think some of those drawing exercises about letting go of that and trying to, you know, get them just to draw, but there's such there's such a special time of that junior That primary. window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five to ten, that's where yeah. I, I've kind of been watching it for all these years mm, thinking mm. I, that's where I see it change mm. but we the other thing that we've sort of looked at a lot at school is storytelling and visual literacy and and being able to read what an artist is trying to say through their art but also creating your own stories through the artwork and that's what was so beautiful is it tied in really well with what we've already done at mm. school mm. yeah what were the sessions like that you were there? Was it a bustle of activity or was it sort of quietly introverted working or what? <laughs> no, not quiet. Um, it was really intense and I have a complete like new respect for what Jane does as an art teacher because it was um, it's two days, seven, seven classes. Yeah. So Mondays and Tuesdays we it's, see the whole school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the whole school in two days. Yeah. And it was no break. I mean, it was, you know, recess and lunch, you'd have a bit of a breather, but sometimes you had to do yard, yard duty. duty. <laughs> but it was it was really intense and yeah. it was exhausting because it's – and 45 minutes, although some of the older kids had a double class, but it was – it that was – yeah, that was the only thing is as I felt like it in some ways it was too quick and it was too many kids um, – over a short period and I suppose if you know if we were going to take the project to you know another step or something you would perhaps maybe have a smaller cohort of kids and maybe spend longer with them but but it's just I mean it was such a tight turnaround of a project because it was everything kept changing so it was 
I mean, it was great because we were just like, oh, we'll just try this out and try that out. And it was kind of fun because you're like, oh, you know, just do it on the hop. And that's what this year (laughs) has just been, is making it up as you go along. And so, you know, and then in reflection, you're like, oh, it would be, yeah, it would have been perhaps, you know, nice if there's some kids who were really engaged in it and focus on those kids. And then there were some kids that were like, oh, yeah, I'll do it, but they weren't weren't as... As, yeah. as, in, yeah. as engaged. But having said that it was noisy, it's it's busy. Yeah. But there were times where they were involved there, and yes. engaged and yes. they might still be chatting but yes. there's, you know, where, that's when the magic happens yeah. once you've sort of presented that and got them going and they, they're all deeply in it and yes. it might only last 10 minutes. Yes, yeah. there was, there was yeah. definitely golden magic yeah. times yeah. in there where all of a sudden then you look around and you can just see this work emerging. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty special. But it, exhausting. I was <laughs> exhausted at the yeah. end of each day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so how did you go from, you know, these workshops and activities that you were just kind of having to go with the flow with restrictions and build it into the resulting artworks on those outside walls yeah right from the get-go we were thinking about something that was accessible that wasn't in a building that if we were locked down again that people would be able to view um, from the street and and I think we had talked I mean I'd had in my head like lots of different ideas I mean I'd thought of paste-ups and and then shop windows shop windows I was thinking shop windows in the main street um and then I did you know have moments of project thinking of projections but some of those things I think would have been too tricky to to organize and because it was such a tight turnaround um and then having the connection with fabric and Melinda and Renee were really on board with they had a wall that was on the main street and that was one place. I think I would have liked, I liked the idea of having artwork in shop windows down the main street, but to facilitate that and negotiate with all those different individual businesses would have been a bit tricky. And then it just fell into place. It was going to be outside and then talk, you know, talking with um, places where I could get things printed. I think you, um, Steph put me onto someone that Sala, yeah, that you had used, for some um, outdoor artworks and it was just about talking with them and then working out how we might do it. And then I think I think I just – I almost have a formula of sometimes how I put works together because, I, you know, it's that thing of I have done quite a few workshops where I get lots of people to draw and contribute and it becomes like a large grid of work. So it was about doing that but this time it was digitally that were then printed and then onto a vinyl that went onto the outside of the wall – um, and that also stayed beyond Sala. That was that's really lovely. Yeah. It's still there. Um, yeah, you know, can be there for probably quite a while until it starts looking a bit bit tatty. But mm. it can be, and it can be viewed, in, you know, twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, it's still there now. Yeah. <laughs> still looking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was pretty impressed with that. It doesn't even look like there's. It's not worn or no. The beaten four months later. Four months. Yeah. I did, and I did get the sign writer people to install it, and I think that makes a difference when it's installed. Yeah, properly. Oh, well, we heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, did you have anything else to say about that, or any about the process? Oh, it was just so nice to be able to hand it over to you, and you know, had your scanner set up, and just 
rolled through and mm. got it done so efficiently and and yeah having I think that also says something also um I mean because I, I mean I also have children at school so I have have a bit of an insight into schools and I see how you know teachers can do a lot but then there's a certain there's a certain capacity where teachers go I can't do everything and to be able to have a visual artist come in and bring in yeah just some fresh energy yes. you know not that teachers don't have fresh energy but just to expand yeah things. different different ways of working different ways of thinking yeah and I think it's really important and I th- just think it's so important to have for, for kids to have access to contemporary visual artists mm. um and especially in um the public school system because yes. often I know my kids at their school don't have an art teacher so to be at you know there should be visual artists in every school it should be an opportunity that all kids can access yeah. and that's something that I get quite passionate about yes as well. and we yeah. are so lucky that the arts are valued at our school um, so we've got a music teacher and we've had drama teachers and we've always done collaborative projects so it's just so good for the kids to experience that and and having that connection with fabric is amazing mm, having that special. you know it's yeah. it's a walkable distance and we've been to exhibitions here and and then so they saw an exhibition at the beginning of the year the solastalgia exhibition which tied in with the same the nature and and you know seeing how they can respond to nature and be in nature but also how other artists respond to it and then seeing their own work in the same space is pretty special for them I think yeah pretty magical (laughs) all right well thank you both so much for your time um and thank you fabric for having us and for hosting the work and thank you credit union sa for making this program possible Mm. and uh yes hopefully it might run again um i hope it does yeah yeah i really hope it keeps really worthwhile all right thanks guys thank you